Hey, before I get started today, I wanted to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, would you sit down and write a review? If you want to discuss anything from this episode, you can reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find webpage on Facebook or at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Thanks. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. When the stay-at-home order first came down in my state, I found I had a great deal of nervous energy. Sleep was a distant memory, and time away for work was only theoretical, since work and home existed in the same space. Projects I'd normally put aside were right in front of me at all times, even if I set the computer under something, I'd end up picking it up during the evening and start working on the next day's materials. I'm sure many of you have similar stories. I mean, honestly, who among us was used to the idea of staying home that much when we were centered around work and a certain schedule? How many of us were ready to educate our own kids while doing our jobs? How many of us were really prepared to be in close quarters and not see anyone else? I definitely wasn't. In fact, to turn it all into work and everyone around you suffer because of it. So I needed to figure out what to do with that energy, if not constantly put it into work. Now I wish I'd done what came next thoughtfully. But at first, it just seemed to be instinctual. A way to focus that nervous energy, put aside the unknowns, and maybe stop mourning the loss of normal life for a while. And in my house, we all handled it in different ways. My wife baked and made masks. My daughters did art on everything and Legos came back into strong favor. I, on the other hand, well, I had a variety of projects. Putting these projects into action kept us, all of us, balanced in an uncertain world. And the results are a nice touchstone of the past few months, both in success and failure, and any lessons I may have learned. After all, it is important to practice what you preach. Now let's get started. For our purposes today, I'm going to break these down into groups by type. And for definition of terms, I consider the ones I'm sharing challenges, generally because they force me to take on a new skill or to push myself in some area. This leaves out an entire acre's worth of honeydews that also fell into this time. Just understand it's going on in the background. Construction. The projects I mentioned in here, I will start with learning to mount a TV. Was it a challenge? Absolutely. I'd been avoiding that for six months because I was afraid that I was going to drop the TV on the ground or miss the stud and generally make a mess of things. So it became an exercise of stacking enough scrap wood underneath the TV to lift it to the spot where I could screw in the parts and pieces and then make sure everything was in place and then test it alone, which was cool. And in the process, make sure it stayed level and centered, neither of which fall into my skill set. I'm more of a functional ugly guy, which you'll hear again and again. Now, 
once that was up, it stayed up. So, success. Though if I heard a crash right now from downstairs, it wouldn't surprise me. For the next project, it was actually three construction pieces. Working with wood remainders that I had had from a swing set slash playhouse I'd built seven years ago for the girls. Auction wood. And if you bought auction wood, you know it's cheap and it's twisty. I thought I could pull it off. Like I had with the swing set, the garden boxes, and most of the other things that are located in my backyard. I'd come across plans for waist-high 2x6 garden boxes. And they were legit. Plans were simple. I thought I could do it. Off we went. And I had plenty of 2x6 left over. Beyond the quality of materials I was working with, the challenge in this case was twofold. Altering the plans to fit my needs and learning to use the new pocket hole jig. If construction's not your thing, and it's really not mine, pocket hole jig is what allows you to drill holes and then put a special type of screw in at an angle into a board to countersink it out of sight. Look at your chairs, look at your tables, you'll find pocket hole screws in all of them. And I altered the plans each time I built it, and I built three for what I planned to grow in them. Was the challenge successful? You would think so. It looked like it at first. Onions, herbs, peppers, carrots were growing happily. And then a windstorm hit. And the first one I built lost its bottom. I grabbed the sawzall and dropped the legs off and kept it going. And then a month later, the herb bed lost its bottom. The pepper bed remains and producing nicely. What I learned is when you wonder if you need more support, you need more support. Probably a lot more. Hard lesson to learn, considering I usually over-engineer things. I think my eagerness did me in. I remain a believer in functional ugly. If it works, it works. And pocket jigs are amazing. Just make sure that you practice before you put a couple hundred pounds of dirt on top of whatever you jig together. I call it a win, even if I have dirt to move in the fall. Especially considering we doubled the garden space and have been putting produce back in the freezer for winter. And I got a new skill out of it. Though you can say my garden box is an allegory for 2020, always falling apart when you least expect it. Now, the biggest learning in this, though, is hurrying through projects to feel like something's being accomplished is a huge mistake. Next up to bid was replacing my patio table. My new learning was simply how to get the damn thing flat with wood that isn't. Same source of plans. I simplified it to fit the 2x6s I had, though I did manage to get a couple of 4x4s on the way home from the office. Simple plan. Once again, I hurried through it in hopes of feeling in control of life and of getting it up and using it before there were 100 degree temperatures outside. I did know how to use the jig though this time, and so I anticipate using the table for five years. Five years of looking at a table that I couldn't get flat. (laughs) because I was in a hurry. No one else will notice it, 
but every time I look at it, I know. I have a feeling if I'm ever going to learn patience, I need to do a lot more with uh, home improvement style construction. So one of my other challenges was to read five books while I was safe at home. A variety of books, can't count the rereads, can't count anything I was reading for work. I read books on creativity. I read books on rocket science, though I'm still working on that one. I settled in to read Walden in unabridged fashion. I'm kind of regretting that choice. And between worth mentioning past, present, and future, you'll eventually hear about all of these books because they were pretty good. My last challenge is probably one of the more important ones and the one I did the worst. Let's be honest, completely failed at. Physical activity. Not even going to pretend this hit the back seat. Once family walks went away, hikes and kayaking were 90% of my attempts at working out. And the need for COVID clothes illustrates my mistakes. New challenges need to be started immediately. The only good news, I'm finally done with physical therapy. A year after my truck encounter with an elk. So I have zero excuses. And I almost forgot my outside-the-box challenge. You're listening to it now. It continues. This is episode 14. I made the agreement with myself that I would do at least 52. So the learning continues. Overall, I feel good. I know I have a ton more work to do, but the challenge is accepted for this fall. How are you going to challenge yourself? How are you going to move forward? Please reach out and let me know on the Strive, Seek, Find Facebook page or hit me up at Chance Whitmore. Five on Twitter. Worth mentioning. So as I seek post-quarantine's health improvements, I know several of us are, I would point you to the AthleanX webpage or YouTube channel. Jeff Cavalier is a physical therapist and trainer who designs science-based fitness routines with no BS. Even during quarantine, he's kept up with workouts they can designed for people of differing fitness levels and whether with or without equipment. His YouTube channel is chock full of stuff you can look at for free, but he also has workouts you can purchase. I ended up buying one when I was working out seriously just for the meal plan. His burst training activities border on sadistic, but they're short, intense, and to the point. And I would absolutely suggest you try his four minutes of hell workout because wow, by the time the first one's over, you're sweating and exhausted. By the time the third round comes around, you're absolutely done. That workout alone makes Athlean X worth checking out. That's it for this week's edition of Strive, Seek, Find. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave a review. If not, reach out. My Twitter handle's in the description. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.